wants the favourite Paris Dioran Sajardin getting into the work now, but Extravagant Star races to the lead and kicked away from Paris Dior. And Extravagant Star goes on to win the English Millennium. Well, the McAvoys came to town yesterday and they cleaned up in the $2 million English Millennium with Extravagant Star. That was the richest race on the program yesterday. Uh, two other highlights, the Lonro Plate and also the Eskimo Prince. And we're well and truly on our way to the country championships, which begin next weekend with the uh, highway result yesterday. Ronnie Duffersey, what did you think of Ranwick? Uh, good day's racing. Uh, the start of what's going to be a huge autumn. A huge autumn. There's no doubt about it. Uh, inside was off. Uh, it took the jockeys a little while, longer than I thought, to work that out, but they eventually did. But we can put up with the fence off in any in big tracks uh, uh, a lot better than fence on fire, mm. put it that way. So, uh, good days racing. How good is Extravagant Star? I don't know. Um, to the to the eye, she was very, very good. You know, accelerating off a, off a speed off the on top of the speed is always a good sign. So, their next move will be interesting. Um, Probably, I wouldn't be surprised if she hangs around in Sydney. And the punters got it really right, didn't they? They, they backed two horses in that race heavily. They did. They got it right late in the day when they read the play. Um, mm. When you know, I think the pros got it right late in the day when they were reading the play, and and the leaders were doing nothing until they moved to the middle of the track, and then we had bang bang. Yeah, last three winners were leaders. That's right, and we don't haven't had many leaders at Randwick for a while. Let's go back and have a look at the English Millennium, $2 million. A portion of the prize money, about 70000 goes towards the Golden Slipper order of entry, uh, which is valuable for this filly because that's the way she may be going. She may stay in Sydney. Extravagant star, about to pick up the leader when we turn. Yeah, she's a big, flashy uh, black filly, isn't she? And she's got all the beautiful markings on her and a beautiful ride by Chad Schofield, who's back in town uh, riding a feature, well, a high, pro a big, big prize money race winner. And you got like it here when he asked her to go after sitting on that speed she she races away and, and really does it well so um, the second filly was good as well Paris door um, she may have more to offer and the fillies dominated as they have been doing um, well throughout the season really uh, cool and gather well, the pin-up girl isn't she pin-up girl and we had the first four across the line um, in the magic millions mm -hmm. all fillies Phillies 1-2 here. Phillies 1-2 in the long row. Is the riding on the wall? Um, maybe. It may be a bit soon as well. But look, she's a good filly. Uh, what else do we want to say about this race? I don't think he was disgraced at all, Sir Jarden. Um, he, he's run on well. He was first up here. I think he's got improvement to come. He's already qualified for the slipper. Gary can take his time with him. El Petrino was solid. Sweet Ride, uh, Sweet Ride was solid on speed. I think there's a couple of good runs from the long shots back in the field here. Uh, I'm not saying they're golden slipper types, but Fire and Ice back uh, in the black hat and yellow. I, I thought he ran a really good race. And the Seven Seas inside, uh, they're they a couple uh, that um, could you know go on and win a few races. But as far as the big pitchers concerned, I'd say one, two, three um, are the horses we want to have another look at. And uh, 
but she was outstanding. Uh, Hugh Bowman said he could offer uh, no explanation for Baldino's poor performance. Uh, he enjoyed a comfortable run and then gave no response when placed under pressure and then was found to be one out of five lame. Yeah, so another look at him. He trailed up nicely and his two runs were great. So we know he's a better horse than mm. that, but he did not perform uh, whatsoever in that race. Chad Schofield, can you believe it's been 10 years since he uh, had, had made Sydney his home uh, this young kid who started off, he and Sam Clipperton were the two lightweight young gun kids. He spent three years in Melbourne, he spent seven years in Hong Kong, ten years since he was based in Sydney. Yeah, time flies, doesn't it? And um, he's a mature man. I think he's, him and his wife are about to have their first child this yes, week. Yes, this week. Uh, so he's... Uh He's going to fit in well. It's a, it's a pretty hard jockey's room there at the moment in Sydney. Uh, but if he can keep his weight down and ride the limit, uh, 54, he's going to be a, a go-to man. You see some of the riders, the trainers he's been riding for since he's been back, they all want a, a piece of him, mm -hmm. uh, keep him in the team. And for their, maybe, hopefully, well, he, he, he gets to stick with a few horses. Mm -hmm. But he'll be the go-to man when your McDonald can't ride one or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. He can't ride them all. Uh, and he's a, he's, a, he's a terrific young jockey. He's, a, he's part of the horse and he had a lot of success in Hong Kong. Uh, let's go and hear from uh, the winning trainer, the winning co-trainer, Tony McAvoy, and also Chad. Really good filly. Um, uh, she always showed us a bit of talent and we went to that uh, race at Geelong pretty confident and uh, she had a fight to win it and showed that she's got speed and she was tough. And, um, and um, the ownership group were very comfortable to come to this race and we're so excited. And for, for her to come away, her first trip away from home and the way she's handled herself and accepted everything, uh, magnificent, big thrill. What she did in the yard, just loping around and what she did in the race, yes. being so comfortable. Yeah, she really was. She pinged the gate and Chad was, um, Chad was thought she'd lead, but he was a bit nervous though it's gonna be too much pressure. Uh, so he just was very quiet. She didn't really want to come back. She threw her head at one stage, but um, then she accepted it. And she's a quality, quality filly. Your owners get big prize money today, and some of it ticks over for the Golden Slipper as well. About seventy thousand. Is that where she's heading? I thought you were going to say some of it tips over to the trainer. But anyway, <laughs> you'll uh, get something, uh, uh, Greg. Um, look, we've got some beautiful decisions to make. Uh, we can go to the Diamond in three weeks or we can just concentrate on the slipper. A bit hard to do both, I think. So I think we'll just enjoy today yep. uh, and, uh, and uh, make some decisions in a few days. Does she stack up with some of the better two-year-olds you've had? Look, she's come a little bit out of left field. Like, at home, she's solid, but she's not a wow sort of horse, and sometimes they're the best. It was very painless, really. She was the first to leave the machines. Pre-race, I thought... We might have to sort of drop her in because there was a bit of speed on our inside, but she was way too fast and cleared them easily. And then I had a perfect run with cover throughout. Um, Gay's horse sort of led and gave me a lovely cart into it whilst Sweet Ride held the rail. So she travelled very well with the cover. And then I hit the front a long way from home. So for Melbourne Philly, two-year-old, it was a good effort. She, she was strong to the line. Well done. You've only been back in a couple of months. So congratulations. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, nice to win a feature race like this and hopefully it's sort of can help me build momentum going forward. Yeah, look, really good run. Um, going into the first, or not so much the first corner, but down the back straight, there was one just shoved him sideways and there was no hope of getting any cover. So he raced without cover for a long way, probably four, five, six deep by the time I straightened. Um, and I thought coming to the corner, this is going to be 
pretty embarrassing possibly. Most horses just give up, but he kept coming. He's just missed uh, second place by half a head. And I think the second horse followed us and got out across our hills. The winner was too good on the day, but I'm um, really pleased with him. He's showed he's got good quality and there's a big race in him for sure. What will you do with the horse now? He'll have a week off. He'll go to the farm for a week next week. He'll come back and be aimed at the Todman Stakes, have a 1,200 here, and a fortnight into the Golden Slipper. And um, probably I really feel more confident watching today that the size produce might be where he gets that Group 1 beside his name, but uh, we'll certainly be aimed at the Sliver. And the plans for Fireburn? Fireburn comes back to the Sweet and Brace in a few weeks' time. That'll tell us whether she's a slipper hope. She's only had three starts for two Saturday wins. Uh, she step up to Good Phillies, obviously, stakes class uh, next start. And if she can win that, she'd go to slipper. If she runs a place, she might go to the Black Opal. And she might sort of go through the lesser graded sort of 1,400-mile races like the, and maybe end up in the Champagne Stakes even. So, But uh, she's really doing well. He's in a good place, uh, Gary Portelli, with his team. Let's go to the other filly which opened the program. This is Cythera winning for the Snowdens and Tommy Berry. Yeah, nice filly. Uh, to do it off one soft trial win, it's not easy to do when you go straight into a, a listed race, and that's exactly what she did. Uh, look, she sits outside Space Work at Walk, who looked to be travelling sweetly, but I suppose in retrospect we can be forgiving as he stayed on the fence and uh, not much did much there. I, I thought the uh, Lady Laguna was terrific here. I can't wait to see her at 1,200 metres. She hit a flat spot spot on the point of the turn and um, really rallied there late so uh, I think she uh, could well be a sleeper well she shouldn't be a sleeper she was too straight before this race but and she was well tried here but I, I thought she run through the pain barrier here after looking beaten and still had a crack where the winners still got upside and she's got acceleration uh, I think the boyfriend will win races. He was quite solid at his debut there. And I think the give up with the track was the 200 to 1 chance out wide here. Um, one destiny charging from last late. Um, so um, I don't know what to think about that. All I know is the winner's pretty sharp and the second filly's worth following. Let's go and hear from Paul Snowden and Tommy Berry. She's got the grouse attitude and obviously plenty of class, so um, that'll take us a long way. What did you think coming here today? Yeah, we're pretty confident she could run well. It's obviously... You know, their first time of the races and things can go wrong. She, she did a lot wrong, to tell you the truth. She, um, I was glad when sort of here we kicked up and gave us something to chase because she's still very new and you've seen her idle down late when she did hit the front. But um, she's still got a lot more to offer this filly. So what path do you set her on? Well, this is the thing. Um, you just got to let her tell the story. There's still a little bit of water going on the bridge after today. There's another race later on. And, um, but most importantly, I, you know, just ecstatic for the owners. Um, I know it's their first... First runner for us, um, and it's a winner, so she's, they've got a very handy filly on their hands. Really liked off a trial, and it was a very good effort for her to come here off just one trial. Usually Pete gives them a couple, but obviously a 1,000 metres, um, usually they can do that off one. And We're a bit worried about finding the front on her today because she does quick her ears and gets a little bit lost. In a lot of her work, she comes from behind and works the line well, and, and that showed today. She looked the winner until she got there, and she just didn't know how to quite finish it off, but... It was a good effort and she's a lovely filly going forward. Yeah, Paul was saying then that she's still a little bit new and that's the impression you got after that? Yeah, definitely. And she has been the whole way through. She hasn't been the, the one from day dot that's jumped out of the ground and said, you know, this is going to be your best two-year-old. But she's just the, the horse that so, sort of kept improving and a lot of substance about her. She's a lovely type, nice size and, you know, first horse for Iron as well. So well done to their, their team and their syndication. Um, it's a nice way to start. So hopefully we can keep, keep going up. Cool and Gatter has cleared out as favourite for the Golden Slipper, a $4 chance in front of Russian Conquest Best of Bordeaux. Now we're going to see, hopefully, Metallicity next Saturday in the Piero Plate.
an extravagant star firmed into $15. Yeah, we're all waiting for something to put their hand up, thinking, oh, something's going to come late at Cool and Gutter, but she still holds centre stage there. There's no doubt about that. So um, let's just wait and see. Uh, that Miss Rosiano looked very good in Melbourne at her first start. She, if she goes on and wins a blue diamond, you know, she'd be very short and right up. You know, these, all these fillies are, um, you know, putting their hand up. Uh, yeah, so that, that golden slipper market, there's a lot to happen there. We want to see, obviously, Metallicity, who there's a rap on. I'm a huge fan of Charlatan. Uh, he missed a trial, but he, when he comes back, he's the strong one that's going to be steaming from the back. He lost no admirers to Jardin. And best of Bordeaux and Queen of the Ball, the, the, they had the bias in their favour. I'm surprised Queen of the Ball's not in front of best of Bordeaux, looking at times. She ran much faster time than um, best of Bordeaux. So... Just those two, you, she, I thought she went, may have had the edge in the market there. OK, uh, a break and back with more. We'll have a look at the country championships up next. Testator Silence uh, made a statement yesterday in the highway. Okay, let's go back to the highway now, and uh, this is a, a very nice uh, horse trained at Braidwood uh, by Luke Clark. Testator Silence is now four wins from five starts, and will back up next Sunday at Nowra in a heat of the country championships. And he's going from strength to strength, isn't he? He's a he's a beauty. He's, he's got lots of desire to win. Five deep, no cover. Five deep, no cover. The whole race, and had the hide to dig in and uh, want to win this race. Um, so he adds a lot of interest next week in that narrow heat on a quicker backup than normal. Uh, Amethyl was also wide, four deep, no cover. Uh, so we're not, you know, we got, maybe it was an advantage, but he was also very good with carrying, he's really getting up in the weights now. So he, 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 Cody's got him ticking along very, very nicely in his own right. Golden po uh, points going great. Uh, the very heavily backed three-year-old favorite participator, uh, I think he, I, I don't want to give up on him yet, I, I, although he travelled sweetly and on straight and you thought he's going to be off and gone here and he might be a good horse, but he's, he may have just lacked that little bit of match practice off a break against the, one of the hottest highway fields we've seen in a while and he's only a baby, a three-year-old, and, and uh, I think that'll, that'll toughen him up, that competition that he had there. So I'm still, I'd be very interested in him uh, at his next start if he can break back through and um, Commando Hunt had no room there in the straight and it was a, a little bit of a forgive run there as well but uh, he, he's a ripper um, he's a ripper that uh, this horse and uh, I can't wait to see him, what yeah. Luke does with him next week. Yep, Nara, we've got a double header for the country championships next week, uh, Coffs Harbour on Saturday and Nara on Sunday. Braidwood actually raced yesterday, they had their once a year meeting at uh, the little country track but Luke Clark was in Sydney um, and here he is after the race talking about testator silence. Stoked, I was, I was happy with him today. The barrier, I was concerned, would have made it easy if he, if he got in. He was four deep out there, and, but he was relaxed and done well. Um, I knew he's like he's tough, he keeps going. So, no, I couldn't be happier for the horse and Danny and everyone that helps out. It's great. He's just a happy horse. Even the last week he's been happier in the stable. He can get a little bit cranky, but he's, he's happy and keep him like that. He's still got to have a bit of mongrel about him to do what he does. But uh, no, couldn't be, couldn't be happier. This is all about timing for you. How is the timing to back up in seven days' time or eight days' time for your country championships heat at Nara? Perfect. Um, today I'll just take the edge off him. That's been my whole plan the whole way along. I know it was a bit ambitious to do that. 
he's never run over 1400, but he'll do it. He'll do it on his ear. Uh, yeah, no, he'll be, right. he'll be good. And you purposely aimed him at the backup. Yeah, because there's no decent highways for him to have a lead-up race a fortnight out. But I think the t- t- eight days will be perfect. I've never had a chance to do it, but in his work at home, and you, you keep on to him and just keep the edge off him. Where last preparation, he had stop-start six weeks between runs. And, like, he's a bit of a highly strung horse, so it's not easy to do. You, if you can get that consistent, it's into him, and no, he loves it. He'll be right. See it now and bring me one of those Braidwood pies down. I'll bring you a better one from the mother-in-law. Being stuck, stuck slightly wide um, from a bad barrier was definitely not, not, not the plan and not ideal. Um, but, as you said, Brad, it's probably just to show what type of class he's got. He's a horse last preparation. Obviously, was still a work in progress. How's he returned this time back? Any difference you could, you could see? Um, look, I, he, he's definitely on the, on, on the up. Um, look, he, he felt very similar today than what he did when he last, like, won here last time, uh, Rose Hill. Um, but I think he's definitely on the way up. All I, I, I just love him for it, just to relax a little bit, you know, just to race a little bit more attractively um, throughout would, 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 would only mean a great deal for him. Um, at the moment, he's just probably a little bit too genuine. Um, but once we get him just to switch off when we need him to, he'll just go to the next level, I think. I had a Braidwood pie last Saturday. You know that pie we had at Huskisson? Yeah. On a par, but i just got to get the tick off from Harley. Just well, to, to make sure that you know, I travel the coast looking for good pies yeah. all up and down, and yeah. I'm, I'm envious of the, uh, the, the mother-in-law's, mother-in-law's under pressure. Can't wait. Is it a family pie? I hope or? it's a family pie. <laughs> I hope there's more than one. Edit, edit $8, 10 bells, uh, $11, another one, $11. Uh, this is going to be a great heat at Nara. That's, of course, the, the pre-noms uh, final. Uh, market for the country championships to be run at Ramwick on April 2, day one of the championships. And Testator Silence is going to creep up in that market. $15 ahead of now on Sunday. Yeah, shaping up really good. There's some really nice horses there. Far Too Easy um, mm. is a nice horse. And Arnaquir trial well. And then we've got this. Um, these nice horses that are up and running. Uh, Arnaquir, um, Far Too Easy will go around at Coffs Harbour on Saturday. Really? Yeah, okay. double header Saturday, uh, Coffs Harbour Sunday, Nowra. Uh, of course, um, he won it last year, Terry Robinson, and here he is talking about So Say You. Yeah, she's really hit her straps now, Greg. Uh, from being the mayor, that was very sturdy and uh, you know very hot, but she's come a long way, and uh, we're starting to see the results that you you know you want to see with the mayor going forward. Obviously, it's won multiple tab highways, and last week it was in town again for a win. Yeah, she was. Well, I don't know. She might be the first horse to have won three highways, and she's done a good job. You know, she's went up to 1,800. So the 1,400 is certainly no uh, worry for her. A good part about her, she's, a, she's getting to be a better racehorse. She's more relaxed at the races, and she, she knows how to lead the gates and put herself in a position. So, and very strong at the end of the races. So, you know, I'm looking forward to see what she does. She is, you know, she's certainly now handicapped, you know, at the best, probably at the you know, maybe a little bit higher than what I would have liked, but look, she's done such a good job, and yeah, looking forward to see what happens next Sunday. Uh, next Sunday. Fingers crossed for both Coffs Harbour and Nara. They're two clubs that have lost country championship qualifiers in the past due to wet weather, but with uh, good weather this week, we're heading to Coffs and Nara. Let's go back to uh, the next race, race three. This is the midway, and look at the big finish coming up here from King Rattel. Certainly was. He, he missed the start three or four lengths. He's back in the ruck here. They, they rolled along pretty quick, uh, but he launched on them. He may have only won one from ten leading into yesterday, but he might be a horse showing some staying um, talent for 
later on with a finishing burst like this. Uh, uh, he's just got to get his head in order. You know, he's taken a while. He's a five-year-old now, a relatively lightly race, but uh, we may still uh, be yet to see the best of him. So good on Bryce. He's um, chipped away with him. He's he, He's got the money here, and he lands some pretty big bets after, you know, 25 to 1 was bet. Um, McCormick, one of his better runs, he can do that. He burst through there and looked the winner at one stage there. Lennon hit a flat spot and run through it and stuck on pretty well. I thought it was one of the better runs on the on the rail all day. So sneaky. Um, he was very brave because uh, he, he went out and he fought off the favourite, uh, who was very, very disappointing, I must say. I, I thought it was just a matter of going round for him with his, with his upside, but he just wa walked over the line the last bit. I, I want to be a little forgiving of him. He, he hunted him out and tried to ride him where, where I suppose we wanted him, uh, but he just overdid it after that. So maybe he might be better ridden quietly, but let's just assess him after his next run. But uh, the winner, good job. Yet to know how real strong, how strong that race was, though. Uh, let's go to the winning trainer, Bryce Hayes and Tom Sherry. He missed the run in the midway on that day. Um, wanted him to have a run before today if we were again to start in this particular midway race. And um, I was backed into a corner, but the horse was going very well and um, just thought that uh, he wouldn't disgrace himself against those horses. And um, yeah, I thought it was a, a pretty good foundation coming here today. And um, obviously looking for further, but uh, Blinkers did the trick and um, doesn't help himself and uh, still got a lot of improvement in terms of his manners uh, through the early part of the race. But um, you know, he's effective when he gets things go his way. What were you thinking during the run? Oh, we've been through it before with him, you know, like he was desperately unlucky first up. Um, Jenny Duggan rode him second up and was adamant that he would have, uh, you know, been in the finish. And then he had a start last time against uh, the better horses. So horses going great. Uh, hopefully that'll help his rating. And, um, you know, he's got a future, staying future. Not just now, but in 12 months' time for sure. I think he's, he's a lot better than his farm sort of suggested. Uh, He's been running really well with, with a lot of unluck runs, so he, uh, he does lack gate speed and, and a bit of motivation out of gates, but when I gave him a little rev along, he, once he was intact, he travelled he traveled well. He was in a nice comfort zone and moved well. He's a nice horse. It was just when he took me into the straight, um, I sort of went with him knowing that he's going to get over a little bit further in, in time. He's still very new and a little bit green, but he's uh, plenty of promise and upside to him. He was on song today. Caught up to the mark now, and away they go. And Isabella Darby got it off to a terrific start. Closest towards the inside running rail. What out though, Harry? Harry Murphy's begun fairly well, but at the moment, in the TJ Silks here, we've got Harper Wheatley, and on the outside, in the Godolphin Jacket, Jet Newman. Have a look at Jet go. Oh, they wrecked. They told us Jet was pretty good, and she's made a one-act affair of this. Jet Newman there in the Godolphin Silks roars away to beat Harper Wheatley and a good gap back to Jake McAvoy third. And then came Georgia Whittenden. They're finishing at long intervals here. Sky McEwen, then Isabella Darcy. A gap back to Harry Murphy along with Tempe's Toynton in the Newgate Silks there. Kieran Iverson, Kira Iverson. Good gap back to Charlie McAvoy and his brother Reese has finished back last. Well, I got a tip for uh, Jet Newman when I arrived on course from the great Go-Go. What a flying machine. 
He wasn't hard to get a tip for. I think it was the pick of the yard. I think it was probably Extravagant Star. I think it was Extravagant Star's last gallop before Saturday. Can we go back and have a look at some of these kids? Wasn't that one of the best things you've seen? I just love to see this and then more of it because this is our future, these kids, and we're going to keep them. You know, it was their day of their lives, you know, and I'd love to see them. They have heats at this time of year. and they, I, don't know, I don't know if it's too too late to organise it this year, but we should be having, where all these pony clubs are in the country areas, mm -hmm. we should be having these heats in, like, now or next week, all these country championships, yep. bring all the winners uh, on, on Championships Day at Ramwick. And what an what a, a exhibition that would be if we could get that happening. But... Oh boy, look at that! Look at that pony. Fanny can ring in that one. Um, <laughs> look at little, look at little Harry Murphy. Oh, here. Look, yeah. at, look at the legs on that. <laughs> Wait till that horse gets back to weight for age. It'd be, be untouchable. <laughs> goes to that, now, can we zoom in a little bit? Have a look. Now that's Harry Murphy on the the tiniest horse in the field. It's its legs hardly come out of the grass. <laughs> they go quick though. They do. It takes five to their one. He said after this ride, it was the best day of his life. Well, I can imagine that. You know, why not? And they're all the on TV and the. Now, did the jockey? The jockeys were mentors for these kids. They were yep. talking to them over the fence and yep. give them instructions. Yeah, and they got a kick out of it as well. Yeah, and the, well, the three McAvoy kids are—they'll be there for the rest every year from now on. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's a great. It's a great promotion. It is. All right, and it's well, not just a promotion; it's it's our future generation yes. of racing people, which we're, you know, we're short of staff of every everywhere in racing, and you know, even in media, where we, we can do with more people. Yes. Um, on to the fourth now. Back to the big boys and the big horses, and this horse Shadow Crush, Ronnie. Um, he runs home individually his last six hundred in thirty-two, twenty-two. It's Everest stuff, you know. You don't and on a soft track, on a soft four, uh, soft five. It was upgraded straight after this race, retrospective to this race. Well, look at him go. He's gone like a rocket. I know that he, this is what he likes. He likes to be ridden quietly and and rattle off a sectional like this. But what a sectional it was! It was a booming Chautauqua-like uh, sectional. So he's put two together now. Um, so stay tuned. She was very good up in grade, Sky Command, although she had no weight on her back. Unfortunately, Mossman Gorge bled here. He's an honest horse, so uh, he, he has to have three months off now. Emanate was okay, and the, the, a couple of very disappointing runs here were Malkovich, and obviously the well-tried Kalos on the fence, but uh, uh, jury's out on, on that pair. Wisdom of Water just couldn't come back in distance. It's very hard to do, but a freakish performance mm. uh, considering that sectional. Uh, here's a very happy Mark Newnham after the race. Credit to the track staff here, uh, Michael Wooden and Avesh have done a great job because I know at 3 o'clock this morning when I heard the rain coming down I was only 50-50 going to run him um, but you know you get a little bit of sunshine a little bit of wind and it's just a perfect surface at the moment so you know he needs good ground to do his best and you know running those sorts of times um, shows just what he can do when he gets the right conditions. He's a horse that's improved into his prep, as he has done in previous preparations, but I think now we've sort of worked out what he enjoys, and that's just riding him a bit quiet, getting him to the outside on good ground, and he, and he can finish like that. Um, he's quite quirky. As you've seen, when he was in amongst them, he just, he just won't go, he won't travel, um, he won't quicken. I sort of had to let James go past me uh, before I could edge out to get to the outside, but. 
that's the tone of foot he's got. Um, he's putting it all together now. We were on two minds whether to run him today if the ground was heavy, but the track is racing beautiful. Um, credit to Mark and the team. He's on song and uh, he's done that, beating a couple of handy sprinters. So, you know, if you can break, progress again, there's a couple of stake races in the store for him. On to the uh, fifth, Arctic Thunder breaks its Ramwick hoodoo. Yeah, a good, honest man, and um, probably the ride of the day uh, by Collard. He knew she had the big weight. He saved ground, and then he edged, edged, edged out to the better going and, uh, and then let her loose. Um, so I think the ride was probably the difference between winning and losing because they'd already started to uh, get off the fence, five and six off the fence by race five. And he just, instead of going up inside them, he, he just bided his time and come to the outside of the two leaders. And I'm convinced it was the difference, uh, like I said, be, between winning and losing. Fleetwood Macca, she's going well. Uh, that's uh, three good runs from her now. Uh, this Van Roy from Melbourne did run a terrific race out of his grade. Um, he was a beaten horse here and just kept fighting, fighting. So he was gallant on speed. And look through Irish eyes, he wants every part of 2,000 metres plus. He's just grinding home there late. I think Mr G may have just needed the run. He'll improve off that. But uh, you, look, not a strong race, but a couple of improvers once they get um, up over a little bit further. Let's go and hear from Gary Portelli and Jason Collett. I said to the owners before today, if she didn't fire today, then we'd probably half the year for, for races for her, really, you know. Um, but it was a fantastic ride. I've got to give uh, all the credit to, to Jason there. He just looked after her early. Um, the plan was to try to get to the outside of horses because he thought they'd go along. But I think he worked out that they hadn't, and he thought the, the best way home was to cut the corner and then come across heels. He knows he's got a switcher on that left leg. She was sort of got into the spot, and she stayed on the, the, the offside leg. And then he was able to change his weight, switch it to the new leg. She got on the left leg, and I knew as soon as she got on that left leg, it was all over. It was anyone's race there. You have to love the way she fought them off. She knows how to win, mate. And um, congratulations to Derby, uh, Scott Derby's syndications. Um, big sales coming up for them, and there's nothing better than winning a race the day before the big sale. So hopefully my name's next to a few over the next few days. Strike rate's fantastic, yeah. And she's marked off a couple of Saturday wins now, so, yeah, building a good record. She's a very, very honest kind of mare, isn't she? She gives everything she's got there at the end of her races. Yeah, she probably prefers a bit of give than the ground. She's got that today. She got that uh, two, three starts back when I won on it in. Uh, you know, and last start, I think, was on a firm surface and probably didn't really... The race was run a bit quick for her. wasn't really suited, but look, today, uh, even off that inside gate, I sort of was obviously looking to get out, but and they probably didn't go overly quick and uh, I could see them skipping away in front of it all stay in and play our, play our cards there. I, I followed Collett down the tunnel after that race and that, that, the haircut, I mean, you can't use COVID as, as an excuse anymore. <laughs> uh, everyone just stares at it when he walks <laughs> I, I don't know if they're in awe or... It's the new thing, it's back in now. The mullet? Yeah, the mullet. Not uh, for us, but I mean... No. <laughs> Joviality, 506 days. Joviality early in a career won three in a row, uh, but it had been 506 days since uh, she'd won a race, and Lady Beth gave her a big scare here. Yeah, it was one stage there. You would have thought, oh, she has forgotten how to win. On the point of the turn here, you would have thought, OK, she's back. She's going to put four lengths in this lot. She just cruised one out, one back, maybe over-raced a little bit. Uh, but... She just didn't put them away as like we thought she was going to do. So it was a, a very hard watch the last 50 metres uh, for her supporters because Lady Beth did fight hard. Still Diamond had 
the winners back and just didn't finish off. It was one of these races where they hadn't won in a long time and that's how it looks on paper when you're looking at the replays. I, I, I don't know, it just might be a nothing race as far as uh, going forward to the better races. Well, I've got no doubt it's not, they're not going forward to the, the big races over the autumn. Those colours, the star thoroughbred colours, they had three runners yesterday for three winners. Two in Brisbane, one in Sydney. Yeah, uh, no, they had, I think they had four Oh, winners. four winners. Four, four for four. Four runners, four winners. I think one in Brisbane, one at the Gold Coast, Melbourne and Sydney. Melbourne, oh, Melbourne as well, of course, yes. yes. Okay, so four out of four for the star thoroughbred colours and here's Chris Waller after the win. As we discussed briefly pre-race, it was the riding was on the wall, the first up, which was good because she was a decent filly starting out and then she lost away. So she's only scrambled home today, but I think there's still a little bit more to come yet. Um, Fitness-wise, she'll, she'll tighten up a bit more and hopefully um, put them to bed a little bit easier next time. Still Diamond ran well? She was okay. Um, she had something to chase, but couldn't quite, meet, couldn't quite quicken when Joviality did, so maybe she's looking for 14, 1500. The riding was on the wall last start. She put in a really good performance and, um, behind a very good horse, so she's gone on with that. She was a little bit keen for the first little bit, but Got into a lovely rhythm after that and she, she showed good fight. And that last little bit where the leader kicked back, was that just her perhaps peaking on her runner touch? Yeah, probably. She did a little bit of work early. She was pretty fierce, so um, if we can nail that down a little bit, she'll, she'll find the line even better. Okay, let's go to the final three races of the day. This is where the leaders took over, and this was uh, the, the the feature of the day with uh, the three-year-olds. Paul Ailey beating Ranch Hand and Converge. They were the dominant trio in the market all the way through betting, and Paul Ailey found himself in front. Yeah, he did, and he found himself um, getting a birthday present and a picnic in front uh, when you analyse things. Uh, so there was very worrying signs once uh, Karen got on board, he, he stirred up, sweated up behind the barrier, which he has done in the past and failed, and he, he had a birthday, honestly, I, I thought it was a job done with improvement to come, so he, he went from the yard at 2.15 to $3, mm. uh, in, like that, so it wasn't like it wasn't unnoticed, and he, look, let's face it, Mao Tai run more than five lengths quicker than him. Uh, in the next race. Mm. So I thought Ranch Ham was good, they just didn't go hard enough. Converge was terrific, considering it's not his style of race, and um, we're all calling for him to be ridden closer with the makeup with no speed in the race. But a little, we forget quickly, we were, they, they stumbled across riding in quiet, was the best way in Queensland when he missed the start one day. So yes. I hope they go back when they get to the Randwick Guineas and that to ride in him quiet, because I think he's, he's lethal when he can be ridden quiet, mm. uh, Converge. So his effort was good, and first runners of gelding, Morris is my dad. Wow, if he can back that, that up, he's a little sleeper going to the mile of the, the, this round again. He's is going to be something special. Sure is. Something special. The three-year-old three crop, uh, and we're going to get to see it in the fillies next week in the light fingers. There you go. And then, and then the, towards the Ramwick Guineas, the three-year-old crop, both boys and girls, it's so competitive. Amazing. Here's uh, James Cummings after the win. Karen, you know, he, he, loves, he loves riding his horses like that, and when they begin well, he lets them stride up and not disappoint them and, uh, and that suited Paul Ellie today. He was fresh, obviously a bit above himself, but he was, um, you know, he was not chasing a lure like a good colt last week. He was able to um, get into his stride and when challenged by a couple of good horses like Converge and Ranch Hand, he was just capable of lowering and sprinting hard and 
keeping his unbeaten record at Ramwick intact. I let him in one here one day back early in his career, second start. So um, yeah, I didn't didn't um, ask him to do that. He just sort of got there on his own, under his own accord, and I wasn't too worried. Just chatted to the team, and you know, as long as I was able to have him comfortable and in a rhythm, and obviously, as you would have seen, he was a bit fresh pre-race, and he bowled off quite strongly at the gates, but I was able to get him back at the 600 and trotted the rest of the way, and I was actually pretty happy when I got to the gates. I thought, <coughs> you know, he's feeling well, but he's handling himself pretty well, and you know, he, he was able to put the race away and kick strongly home, and that's exactly what he did. He's a quality colt. On to the next, Mautai, scratched out of the Eskimo Prince to run in race number nine, a barrier rogue. Nervous for connections with this horse going in, but yesterday he went in and he jumped and he ran. Well, he he's work in progress, but he could be one of the better sprinting three-year-olds in the land. Um, he really laid his cards down yesterday. They backed him accordingly. He went along pretty quick, he run fast time, and kept going. He kept going at 1,200 metres. He had good depth in his form against the right horse's last preparation. Your Pulele's in the Congo and home affairs. So he's matured up and just iron out a few barrier issues, giving him some confidence, which he would have got yesterday. And he could seriously be one of our best three-year-old sprinters. And he, like I said, he laid his cards on. Nothing wrong with Silent Impact's run. He was just beaten by a flying horse on the day. He's another one of these three-year-olds and, you know, maybe round with guineas for him as well. Some of these three-year-olds might shape up to be Doncaster horses this year if they get in the field light. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a good race for three, good three-year-olds and we've got plenty of them around. Um, Rustic's deal was a good return in a fast race. So that's the best race he's contested. And for him to run third there, he's a horse to follow. Uh, Casey Fogden, the winning trainer, and Sam Clipperton on board. I think for us it was just nice that he went into the barriers today. He's obviously a bit of a troublesome child, so I've really got to thank Ben Cornell, um, who's really stuck with him. You know, he's obviously a very fast horse, um, and we've just got to get him in the barriers. And obviously Dale Jeffs and his team behind the gates, they've um, done a super job with him. So a huge thanks to all of them and particularly Ben. He tried up really well on Monday and um, I got a good feel for him at the trials and learnt a bit about him and um, he's a horse that has a really high cruising speed as you said and um, you know I just thought today provided he goes in the barriers it was 50-50 whether he's even going to go in but he went in did everything right and um, you know I was just I had a plan to just try and um, use his speed and uh, <coughs> ride him to his strengths and um, around the bend I was full of running He's getting a bit lost out there as we're coming out off the rail. He probably would have liked a running rail to follow, but um, once I asked for his superior effort, he really dug deep and um, it was a good win. He's a horse with a lot of ability. Early in the day, it wasn't going to be Frosty Rocks' race in the last, was it? It, was, it? it wasn't looking good. It wasn't looking good till race seven. Yeah. And then you thought, yeah, he, he's back. He's back. He's got a chance, you know. Uh, there was an amazing quote from Murray, uh, Bjorn's father. Uh, yesterday, I think, it might have been the day before, where they asked him about his son's Bjorn's antics while watching races, and Murray's reply was, he doesn't get it from me or his mother. We don't know what's wrong with him. We might look, have to look further back into his breeding. <laughs> But he, he's a, oh, look, you can't, you can't play into Frosty's hands like no. this. He loves it. He eats this stuff up. And when they let him just roll along at just under 12 sections, you know, second splits, it was good, good night, uh, good night opposition. He was always going to win that race. And uh, he's a beauty. He's had three runs at Randwick now, two wins a second. Lakeen, 
Uh, I won't say had his chance, he was put in a beautiful position, but just the run, uh, how the race was run that beat him. No compromise, that's two very good runs from him now. Uh, Purple second was just fair. Luncey's was, was very good first up. So a gift for the winner, and he, he it's, it's, it's a great asset to have, being an on-pace runner. He was like a football coach yesterday, running along, patting everyone on the back, and everyone was congratulating him, and he was, he was just like the All Blacks coach, you know. Mm. I hope Murray's watching. Murray, <laughs> here's your son. If you're watching, <laughs> this is for you. He really turned his form around. And I thought uh, after 200 metres, Jamie just had it, had him relaxed and travelling. And I said to him, if he gets half a soft section or two, I was very confident today. I thought he'd be hard to beat. Well, he's done it for you and all your happy owners. Are they all here? Yeah, a lot of them are here. It's going to be... Uh, Oh, I tell you what, there's no, no beer like free beer. He was a, gave me a beautiful ride. He's been obviously consistent, been running well. And uh, we got the tempo that suited today and um, yeah, he just gave me a beautiful ride. And what were the instructions from the stable? Just to get him comfortable in front and let him roll? That's his go. Yeah, I wanted him just to get across as soon as possible and try and get a few easy sectionals. And we didn't get challenged at all throughout the race, so he was breathing and relaxed beautifully. And uh, on the turn, I um, thought that would be pretty good to run him down because he really gave a decent kick. We were busy this week with the trials. Uh, didn't we see some quality? Some lovely horses around, aren't they? And next week, we've got the Apollo Stakes and the Light Fingers and the Southern Cross. Uh, let's have a look at this trial here. Max Moore, we're going to hear from John O'Shea in a moment. Greg Pritchard caught up with him. He's in the Judmont Colours uh, coming to the outside. He, we've only seen him once in the... Golden Eagle and he ran well and he looks like he's in for a very good prep. Yep, be interesting. he's an interesting horse. We've, like I said, we've only had one look at him and the, the competition at the, at the top is um, pretty strong. Uh, so, look, he's, he's amongst the pack. He, 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 he's, we're going to learn a lot more about these horses when they have a run back. So, and we have, still haven't seen Profundo. He's got to come back and have a trial next week, I think, as well. Uh, that was Zuzarella winning the uh, trial, and she'll go to the Light Fingers amongst uh, many other fillies. Here's John O'Shea with Maximal. I run Maximal. Yeah, he's um, he's come back in a really big, strong horse now, and probably uh, you know, the run will bring him on. But we're very happy with where he's at, and he's got a nice spring ahead of him, autumn ahead of him. Yeah. The Light Fingers. I run probably run Jale. Um, she's won three. I uh, won the last three, and. You know, it's time for her to step up and see where she fits in in terms of the good fillies. Um, we're going to put the blinkers on her as well, just try and get her travel a little better. But uh, no, we're really happy with her. A Southern Cross Stakes? Uh, we run Quantico and Lost and Running. Um, both horses are going to start their campaign you know, in that race. And you know, obviously there's a big disparity in weight between the two of them. So, But uh, it's a nice starting point for both horses. And the Trichke Stakes? Uh, probably run Promised Success. Um, yeah, she had a misfortune and had to be scratched on Melbourne Cup Day in Melbourne um, for no fault of her own. So uh, she needs to sort of get her rating up a little bit if she's going to participate in some better mares races. So uh, yeah, but we're happy with her and you know, I think um, if she can draw a gate, she'll give a good count of herself. We've got to come back to Lost and Running, of course, a brilliant win in the Hunter to close the spring. What are the plans overall? I think we just go uh, Canterbury Stakes and then Ryder and then make a decision after that, you know, whether he, he just comes back for the all-age. I think those races, tempo of the races, are really suit him. And uh, it's just about, you know, just having a nice prep, keep some speed in his legs and, you know, coming back for the Everest sort of later on in the season. Yeah, so Maximal will go to the Apollo. 
on Saturday. Lost and running. He ran, he ran well in the Everest fourth last year. He's $11 for this year's Everest. Uh, and Nature Strip is a, is a $7 favourite at the moment. Um, there's there's going to be some new names this year beyond that be. page. There will be. There yeah. will be. There's, stay tuned with that. Um, right, let's uh, let's have a look at Lost and Running's trial. What did you like? You, you Well, I know what you thought of the trial. Tell tell the viewers what what you liked most about him in this trial. Oh, the way he settled. He just, he's like a rocking horse now. He's um, He used to tear out and win his trials and races by five and six lengths before, but look at him, he's he Bowman's... Uh, and, and the team at John O'Shea's have just taught him to enjoy it. Um, gives himself a rest, knows it's trial day. He's looking more and more like the 1500 metre horse every day. Well, that's Quantico beating him, and they will clash in the Southern Cross, and there'll be a fair difference in the weights. Well, listening to John in the interview, he might, it sounds like he half fancies Quantico to beat him, because I don't think he'll be wound up, lost and running. I think his main target, you know, obviously, I don't know whether it's going to be the Canterbury Stakes or the um, even the Rider, yeah, well, 15. He, he, said, he said after the trials, Southern Cross, Canterbury Stakes, Rider, and then maybe think about the All-Ace. Hmm. Uh, also in that trial was Private Eye, and he's another horse that'll come uh, or head towards the, the Canterbury Stakes. Joe Pride was with Chantel Buckley at the trials on Friday. What I like to see from the horses in, in, in their trials is, is quite simple really, just I like seeing them jump well, showing a little bit of speed, he's not a fast horse but showing that little bit of speed he did and Regan just sort of brought him straight back, got him to settle, um, lovely, just had a, a, a cruise around this morning, we're still a fair way off our first run, we're going to run on the, on the 5th of March in the Canterbury Stakes which by the sounds kind of a pretty hot race uh, and he's going to have another two trials before then but he's coming along beautifully. Uh, Ice Bath was at the trials as well and uh, Brad Whitup is uh, setting Ice Bath on her autumn campaign. Look, we're going to aim ice bath there. It's, uh, you know, we've sort of programmed that for the whole way through and um, it'd be nice to get her back to the races. What sort of shape is she in? Yeah, she's had two nice trials now and uh, been very mindful that we're kicking off over 1,400. So, look, I think she's in fantastic order leading up to a first up run. Um, she normally races well first up and uh, LB at this time we're going to be in uh, strong company. What sort of races down the track? Uh, she'll go the Guy Wilder second up and from there we'll just see what happens. Um, we are in the voting for the All-Star Mile. Uh, a couple of the owners live in Melbourne, they're keen to get it down there. Um, obviously it's big prize money so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Other than that we've got the Cornwall back here and then we go the Doncaster. Okay and, and she will resume on Saturday in the Apollo Stakes. Uh, let's hear from Annabelle Nisham, Zaki, Mawanga etc. Yeah, we'll have a few going there. Um, probably most notably Lords of Indices. He'll head to the, possibly head to the Southern Cross uh, Stakes, uh, the Group 3 1200. Um, we'll put him in the noms for the Apollo, but he's only had one trial, so more likely to go to the 1200 metre race. What chance is there? Look, he's a good chance. He's, you know, he's, he ran very well in the in the Golden Eagle. I'm sure there'll be some other nice horses resuming that might be a little bit sharper than him, but. Um, he's proven he's a Group 2 winner over that distance and he's coming up pretty quickly so um, look I think he's going to run well. And when the stakes get bigger what's happening with Zaki, Mwanga? Yeah um, they, they all worked out at Canterbury um, this week a couple of times and, and worked really well so um, Zaki will most likely kick off in the Canterbury stakes. I'm having to simmer him along a bit because he's ready to go already. He's come to hand so quickly. Um, Mwanga might kick off in the same race with a view of going to the George Ryder and um, we'll have top ranked probably kicking off in the in the Chipping Norton. Mm. 
She's strong. Is she? She's strong. And two-year-olds as well. Yep. Some nice two-year-olds coming through. Adrian Bond, he'll have Rhea Dini in the Apollo. Yeah, in the Apollo, uh, Rhea Dini will resume. Um, he's come back um, off a, off you know, what was a nice campaign last time. Whilst he wasn't winning, he ran some excellent races in, in, in Group 1 company. So um, he's back in good order. Uh, his two trials have been excellent, so he should be nice and forward for a first up run at the 1400. The light finger stakes? Uh, light fingers will see Tilly Annam resume. Uh, she didn't quite come up last campaign. Um, she stakes winner at, stakes winner at two. Um, just put her straight out after that disappointing run first up. Uh, she had a really good break. Looks like sort of really matured um, physically. She's in much better shape this this time round. So much happier with her seeing her kick off this campaign. Represented in the Southern Cross as well. Uh, nothing in the Southern Cross. But the Trisco. Uh, in the Trisco, Evangelic will resume. Um, she had one trial. She had an exhibition gallop at Warwick Farm the other day. Uh, she's back in great shape, nice and forward for a first up run, and always races well fresh for us. And the horse of the year, very elegant, will be at the races on Saturday in the Apollo Stakes. What a day we've got coming up Saturday at Randwick. Can't wait to see those nominations on Monday and just having a, a feel for the for the races, actually, getting a feel for them. It's going to be a really good day, there, there's no doubt about it. And Espiona, there's the name on yes. everyone's lips. I remember there was a mare, the only filly I can put next to her, remember we had that really good filly in the old days called Unworldly. Mm. She was the... The second coming as well. She was, and so, she tragically yeah, died. That was a, uh, a real shock. She was out. She was a champion. Yeah. So she's got a bit to live up to. This filly. The second coming, <laughs> I reckon. Well, check the order of entry for the light fingers because I think it's going to be a hard race to get into mm. uh, with all these top-class fillies heading there. That's it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for joining us on Thoroughbred Weekly.